guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. Let's right now get to the aforementioned Mike Tice. You can follow Mike on Twitter at Odds and Ends Pod. Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. He does a great podcast. It is available wherever you track down your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and so on. Mike, always good to catch up. Hey, Duke. What's happening, my man? How about that comeback for the Vikings on Sunday? Down 20 points. Heck, the Broncos had a chance to even make that, who knows, maybe a 27-point game. Andrew Sandejo comes up with that big interception end of the first half, but it ends up being a 20-point deficit at the half. I'm not quite sure a lot of us thought the Vikings had a 20-point comeback in them, Mike. Well, it was an excellent comeback. It was epic. Uh, I think I saw a graphic on the station on the TV that said uh, not in 199 or 99 games had yeah, 99, a 20-point yeah. comeback. So, obviously, it was uh, it's very hard to do in the National Football League. In, in any league, shoot, Pop Warner, it's hard to do. But uh, it all started with Coach Zimmer's uh, uh, going for it on fourth and one. I tweeted out yesterday the whole thing started to turn for us when, or the Vikings, uh, when Coach Zimmer went for it on fourth and one, which well, initially I didn't think we were going to get that. We had a little ricochet block there, but we finally got the first down on fourth and one. And the next play, the big explosive gain down the left-hand side, uh, to Stefan Diggs got things going and you could see the confidence coming. Then we came back with another nice drive, most of it passing. And then we did have the rushing touchdown. Uh, the Vikings had the rushing touchdown to get, you know, back to another score back down. And, uh, uh, I believe that's, uh, then we came back with two passing touchdowns from, uh, cousins and he had an exceptional day. Um, uh, hopefully it, uh, did quiet some of the naysayers out there saying that he can't win the game throwing the ball dropping back because he did i know a couple of those big bombers were uh play actions but that's what the vikings are so you got to be who you are you got to be true to yourself you got to call the plays that you practice all week and you've been practicing since training camp and ota days and the vikings did that they had the big fourth quarter and congratulations and what a great great week to come go on the bye huh Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the buy's coming at a good time, especially with all the injuries they have. Then they head your way Monday night football, December 2nd at Seattle on Kirk Cousins, Mike. And we're talking about Mike Tice. I know you like him. How much do you like Kirk Cousins? And come January, is he capable of putting this team on his back? Are the Vikings good enough, led by Kirk Cousins, to win the NFC? Well, the thing that I say is they have uh, introduced themselves into the elite of the NFC, which is very, very crowded, especially, uh, you know, with teams like San Francisco and Green Bay and Seattle Seahawks, which I still have some questions on. Uh, and so I see them fitting right in there, and you never know what, what can happen on any given Sunday. You never know. You're talking about injuries. A team has one injury at the wrong time. And so, yeah, I think they're positioned themselves in the fray. Uh, they have a tough way to go, uh, you know. Like you said, coming out here to Seattle. In fact, I will be at Bunny's in St. Louis Park watching that game on oh, nice. Monday night with with my friends and my family. My sister Mo, of course, my my brother in law Jim Panagos, is the defensive line coach for the Gophers. Oh yeah, Fleck loves him. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're coming off a tough loss last week. They'll but, be okay uh, though. They got to get the oar back in the in the water and start rowing again. They will. Know? And so, but anyway, you'll so, be at Bunny's, so that means beers on you. So if we all want to join you at Bunny's on December second, beers on you. Well, I don't know about beers, but you can come by and say hi. Done deal. <laughs> and stay and stay out of my parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on the comeback. Do you remember the comeback you were part of, two thousand and five? Your Vikings, you're the head coach, Vikings Packers. You guys were down 17 points. Do you remember that game? Yeah, did we end up losing it on a field goal? No, you won the game. October oh, 23rd. Uh, yeah, all I wrote okay. down was your biggest comeback, down 17 to the Packers. Oh, yeah. October yeah, yeah. 23rd, 2005. Yeah, and the head coach was, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. I'm getting all the Sherman? Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, yeah, Sherman was the head coach, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And so that was home, wasn't it? It was a home game, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, the one I sticks in my craw is the one we lost on the last second field goal. <laughs> well, I mean, that's so, the way it is, right, with head coaches, Mike, where the wins are great, but, like, those losses eat at you so much. You recall the losses, like oh, the end of the game in Arizona. You recall the losses oh, more than you do oh, the wins. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, those are the things you remember. You remember the losses. You remember... You know, the negative things. <laughs> you remember the boat parties. You remember all of that stuff. But uh, there were some of the wins, you know, you just forget about. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm really excited for the Vikings right now, and I'm excited what Coach Zimmer has going on. And, you know, look at it. You look at that win. It wasn't the best performance by the defense. They didn't have their best day. They gave up They gave up some things in the passing game. And so and then you had the injury to the safety of and so, you know, we'll see we'll see what what happens moving forward, but I think there'll be much much better days ahead for the defense as uh, opposed to what they played how they played on Monday night. And the offense to me is established itself as what they are, their true identity. They're going to run the ball, they're going to heavy play action. They're going to move the quarterback away from the line of scrimmage so he has time to drop those deep balls in, and he's an excellent. I said in the early podcast, right, when the season started and we were in training camp, that one of the great things about Kirk Cousins, he throws a great deep ball, and he's proven that. I'll let you go after this. How do you handicap the Packers 49ers game on Sunday night? Because, Mike, frankly, I think the path to the Vikings winning the NFC entails them having to win the NFC North so you get at least one home playoff game. So if you're not a one or a two seed, you're then the three seed. So the Vikings, well, A, they probably need to beat Green Bay here on Monday Night Football, December 23rd, but they also want the Packers to have a loss or two elsewhere along the way. So can the 49ers beat the Packers on Sunday night? Well, well, that's funny that you say it that way. You're saying, can the 49ers beat the Packers? And, and most people would say, can the Packers beat the 49ers? You're right, I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. hate, I hate to say this. But I'm going to say, because I'm on record, you can go back and check on my shows. I have picked against the 49ers a number of times this year. I am not sold on their drop-back passing game. I don't think uh, uh, Garoppolo, if he has to be one-dimensional and throw it against a good defense, I'm not sure that he can get it done. And um, if you look at their defense, uh, they got a lot of guys that like to pound their chest and get after the quarterback. But when you look at their run numbers, they're giving up a lot of explosive plays to 49ers in the run game. So there are some flaws to the 49ers, and there's flaws to every team out there. So I do think the Packers can beat the 49ers, and, and we'll see how it goes. Mike, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and we may see you at Bunny's on December 2nd. 
You got it. We'll see you, dude. That's the voice of Mike Tice on Twitter at Odds and Ends Pod. See, Mike Tice does a podcast now. See, I was going to bring up January 9th, 2005, when they went into Lambeau Field and won that wild card playoff game against the Yeah, Bucks. I mean, he has a playoff win. Yeah. Much like Mike Zimmer, right? That Mike Tice and Mike Zimmer have the same amount of playoff victories. That was a fun Blair Walsh's fault, but they have the same amount of playoff victories. Yeah. Right? That Imagine if f- Mike Tice had all the resources Mike Zimmer has. Yeah. That was a fun afternoon, by the way, watching the Vikings win at Lambeau in that playoff game that year. Oh, that, yeah, was a, was. that was a lot of fun. I was. I was there. I enjoyed yeah. it thoroughly. Yeah, even though my memory, <laughs> as you know, Manny, my memory is is foggy. I was there in Green Bay that particular day. So, yeah, that was fun. Back in the day when the Vikings beat the Packers. Who knows? This thing could be setting up one way or another, whether it's at U.S. Bank Stadium or Lambeau. Vikings, yeah. Packers again come January. For sure, they yeah. will play at U.S. Bank Stadium on December 23rd. I'll continue to say, I've been saying it for weeks, I'll continue to say it, that I do feel like December 23rd is a winner-take-all NFC North championship game. Whoever wins that game week 16, and I get it, there's a week 17, Mm -hmm. each team will have a game thereafter, but I do feel like the winner of that week 16 game will end up winning the NFC North and thus having minimum the three seed because the NFC East team that wins the the division will end up as the four seed. So minimum, you'll end up as the three. Maybe you even position yourself to be a one or a two seed and have that all-important first round bye.